0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today.
2: UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello. Is it the UK Tech Weekly Podcast you're looking for? Listener, I sincerely hope so, because this is the latest edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Delivered to your head each and every Friday like a seven-day birthday, keeping you abreast of the latest happenings in the hip-hop happening world of tech. This is your weekly spoonful of audio sugar from the supernatural nannies who bring you PC Advisor, Tech World, Mac world UK and Computer World UK. Every seven days we rent out a church hall and form an audio support group caring through sharing on the big issues of the week in order to bring you no more than 40 minutes of informed tech chat on the hot tech topics of the past seven days. You can hear us thanks to our sponsor Audio Technica and find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, don't forget, subscribe, review and tell your friends. It's called social media for a reason. I'm Matt Egan, Editorial Director of IDG UK, and today I am delighted to be joined in conversation by the inspiring Christina Mercer, Online Editor of Techworld.com. Hello. The bullets-firing Lewis Painter, Staff Writer of PC Advisor. Hello. And the mostly tiring David Price, Acting Editor of Macworld UK. Hello. How are you, Matt? I'm very good, thank you. In this week's episode, we are all over Huawei's P9 launch. We're talking WhatsApp, encryption and the Panama Papers, and we will be saying hi and asking why in the Wi-Fi versus Li-Fi debate. Stay tuned for that one. It's a great show with a cracking cast, so let's do this. Huawei, oh, Huawei, oh. (laughs) louis painter wow you spent a lot of time in the middle of battersea park yesterday and it wasn't because you were checking out the monkey in the zoo
3: what gives well huawei has just launched their brand new flagship flagship phone the huawei p9 and i do the hand gestures all the time i don't know why <laughs> uh, along with the p9 plus which is its bigger brother like the 6s and the 6s plus and all those other phones uh The thing that makes this different is the dual camera setup, though. So you've got two rear-facing cameras, which is... I mean, it's been done before, but not in the same way as this, uh, because Huawei has worked with Leica to manufacture these. So
2: Leica make lenses for, like, proper cameras. Yeah, proper cameras, really expensive cameras.
3: So, um, I mean, the idea is that basically you have one sensor is colour, one sensor is monochrome. And um, when you take a picture, it uses the colour picture, but then uh, the monochrome... uh, picture takes in a lot more light and contrast and it makes you know pictures look a lot brighter look a lot more well lit so it should mean the end of poorly lit um you know dark photos but i mean whether that actually happens or not is so you you had, a, find you had a
2: chance to play with the huawei p9 i yesterday. did yeah well
3: we actually got to take one home which is the most exciting thing about it so i've been snapping pictures on the tube and kind of everywhere that i've gone sure um but yeah, i mean it's really nice it's really thin it's 6.95 millimeters thin so it's a uh, uh, one and a half millimeters thinner than the iphone 6s and it has like an incredibly slim bezel around the edge of the screen so it looks like it's edge to edge it's not quite edge to edge there's like a 1.75 millimeter bezel um but it's pretty much invisible it looks really and, nice
2: and the specs these are flagship specs yeah yeah
3: flagship uh you got the brand new kirin 955 processor with three gigabytes of ram 32 gig of storage <laughs> oh yeah it's all very sexy stuff <laughs> yeah
2: and so to the uninitiated listener who may not know who are
3: Huawei. Huawei. They're a Chinese brand. I mean, they're massive. I mean, they're Huge company. Huge. Yeah, that's that's one way to describe them. I mean, I'm pretty sure they do a lot of the infrastructure for kind of in, in the UK and around Europe. And, sure. Um, but they're kind of, you know... They traditionally they're Traditionally
2: made networking
3: pro- products.
2: Yeah, there but they go. are also, I believe, one of the top, certainly one of the top ten, if not top five smartphone manufacturers yeah. in the world. Yeah, they're they... number three at the moment. That's Chris Martin, listener. He's our engineer and <laughs> uh, editor, and he's shouting in from the sidelines because he also knows about
3: Huawei chris knows a lot about huawei but yeah no it's it's just the issue is with huawei is that um they don't have a lot of you know you don't get a lot of excitement about huawei products in europe until now because last night you know uh, uh networks like e3 vodafone o2 have all confirmed that they're all going to be stocking the huawei p9 for contract users
2: and this is big news right because in the past we've had huawei phones uh, yeah. announced with, with great uh, fanfare we've reviewed them they've been good phones Uh, and then you just can't get them in
3: the Nothing happens with them. It's like with the uh, Huawei Mate S. Uh, I went to the launch in Berlin in September last year, and there was this massive fanfare. It was all very exciting stuff. And they said, yeah, it's going to be available in October. It's going to be great. Uh, October came and went. It wasn't available. You know, they kind of had limited stock here and there, but we didn't really see a lot from it in 2015 in general.
2: So it's kind of a classic case of a large company that we haven't, or we may not have heard of in the UK. It doesn't have great brand values in the UK, principally because it's huge, but it's huge in China. Yeah. China has a lot of people listeners, So it doesn't need necessarily <laughs> to be to be all that big in a, a small country like the UK, but clearly we're an important market. Yeah. And Huawei's essentially throwing money at, at getting this what looks to be an excellent product.
3: Yeah, I mean well market. Huawei have always been known for making, you know, the premium nice uh, smartphones with, you know, worth like two hundred pounds cheaper than their competitors really i mean rumor suggests that the p9 is going to be about 450 pounds in the uk which you know puts it what it's about? It's about I'm half thinking. what
2: they what the big smart.
3: Uh, yeah, you know, you know, I mean, you like, know, if you compare it to like the Galaxy S7 yeah. Edge or you know the iPhone 6s, you're looking at at least two two hundred pound, three hundred pound, depending on the storage capacity you get. Yeah, uh, cheaper in price, and you know it's worth it, I think.
2: And it does look nice, doesn't it? Because I haven't actually yeah. seen the phone. I've seen photos of it. It looks like a desirable object that I would be proud to have on me.
3: Yeah, I think Huawei does really well with their design. It's kind of very, you know, it's very slim, right? It's very sleek. It's very sexy looking, and they've got loads of different finishes and different colours for it, so you can kind of. Choose one that's exactly right for you, which is a nice option.
1: I mean, Lewis showed it to me this morning, uh, the the phone. The phone. <laughs> and, uh,
3: Let's just clarify.
1: And I was I was wowed. I think it looks fantastic. You were wow, how wow. hard? <laughs> I was, I was wowed. wow. Oh wow <laughs> I know I, I, the design on the back, the, what did you call it? The Touch ID. Well, I can't like call it Touch ID. It's just a <laughs>
3: fingerprint, finger, rear facing fingerprint scanner. So when you're holding the phone, yeah. you've already got your finger on the back of the phone, so you can just tap it to unlock it. And you can it,
1: also swipe it yourself. You
3: can swipe down to access the notification center, double tap it to kind of clear the notification center in settings, swipe between pictures in your gallery. It's got a kind of different functions to it. It's not just a one trick pony. Lewis is doing know. some
2: quite vigorous uh, finger gestures. <laughs> well, I, I do sometimes
1: worry that his personality doesn't come across well in audio yeah. because he's such a visual man. Yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah. I,
2: I could say sitting on the opposite side of the table to him, Christina and I are quite relieved. <laughs> this is not a three D. Get eyes and <laughs> all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> so I think another critical issue about this company, and the word is spelt H U A W E I, I think is it that is, right? Yeah. Is pronunciation now? You've done some lovely pronunciation there, little Christina. Would you like to pronounce that word?
4: <clears> Huawei. <throat> Huawei. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, David Price. Huawei. My understanding from our our Chinese colleague who worked with us last year was that you don't pronounce the H. it's Huawei.
3: That's what I've been told as well, yeah.
1: We're all putting slightly racist faces. (laughs) (laughs) What's a racist face? Well, all I'm saying, listener, is that there are some racist faces. (laughs) I'll leave it at that.
2: I'm going to move this on fairly swiftly. So, So, uh, uh, knowing the market as you do, Lewis, uh, do we think the Huawei P9 is likely to succeed?
3: I mean, judging by, you know, the amount of effort that Huawei has gone to 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 showcase the phone, you know, you know, there was there must have been at least a thousand, two thousand people in that hall yesterday. And most of the press got their own Huawei P9 to take away to review. So, you know, they're really pushing it. In terms of coverage, you know, you've got the UK carriers involved. You, you know, the likes of Carphone Warehouse are probably going to stock it. So, you know, it's in terms of getting it out there for the consumers yeah. to see, it's there now. Whereas in the past, well, it's kind of been this brand you might have heard of, but you're not so, quite sure about. So, if
2: you rock up to a high street store at the end of your contract, which is basically where the churn is in the yeah. market, and you know, the salesperson will presumably, if they're putting this much money into it, be incentivized to sell this product. And yeah. it's like, look, you can have the Samsung, which will be a mid range product, mm-hmm. uh, but here's a better product, better camera, better yeah. specs, ostensibly, and it'll cost you the same yeah. Then.
3: Yeah. Essentially. And the fa- and I've I've just actually I've just got an email uh, this morning saying that well one of the carriers, I know, great, isn't it? <laughs> one of the carriers, I can't remember which one, um, is actually offering the Huawei P nine with a smartwatch and go. all these other little bits and bobs that are Huawei manufacturers. So well.
2: that that's Huawei fun in that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. They've also got Scarlett Johansson and Henry Cavill. Oh we
3: to it. do their adverts, yeah.
2: Okay. So do you think cool. that's such a good idea after the uh the reaction to uh Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Is he a tarnished brand? No? I don't know. I mean, Henry Cavill's brother used to work for PC Advisor, so oh, we're, yeah, we're very comes probably, up all around. Uh, super... we'll say
1: nothing against him.
2: David, from a from an Apple perspective, uh, you know, with your uh, deliberately less detailed knowledge of the Android <laughs> markets, um, you know, do you, do, you, do you have any questions to ask Lewis about this? Do you do? You... Well, I.
1: This would be slightly disingenuous because Lewis has actually been giving me the, uh, the sneak preview of this, um, but <laughs> I, to the fun, <laughs> <laughs> I heard that there were a couple of little slip ups in the presentation <laughs> that suggest, even though I you know I, I said earlier that I think the, um, uh, the fingerprint scanner on the back yeah. is, is very nice, it's a new idea, it's very original. But some other aspects of it may be reminiscent of Apple. And you yeah.
3: sort of gave that away. Yeah, it was really awkward. Um, he was announcing the P9 Plus, the bigger variant of the P9. And that has Press Touch, which the Mate S uh, came with as well. Um, but instead of calling it Press Touch, which is the Huawei-branded version of, of Apple's 3D Touch or their yeah. Force Touch, whatever you want to call it, he, he announced it as Force Touch, and then he kind of essentially said, well, they're both the same thing anyway. <laughs> so that was a little bit awkward. Press <laughs> Touch is a terrible name. Though. Press Touch is a hideous well, name. That's like police cops, isn't it? We it's
2: need just... to grow up on these things, don't we? It's like when you know Samsung launch phone and they won't mention Android yeah. or you know, Apple and Microsoft and Google. They're all the same. They won't mention the other products. No. Uh, although, to our, point, <clears throat> to our conversation last week, Microsoft has started talking about Apple in presentations, and it's a real relief because it's like it's not as if people don't think those companies exist Um so it was a slightly uh clunky presentation yeah the presentation kind of went on for quite a long time it actually. went on
3: for so long yeah. <laughs> it's kind of you know their the main presentation uh, where they announced the phones was there and it was all great and you had the CEO of Huawei on stage and he was showing you the phone and the cameras and everything and it was all great and then he kind of left He was like, right, this is the phone here's the pricing bye and then the screen kind of the, the stage went dark and then we thought that was it we're gonna go hands-on but no the uh the woman who was kind of leading the whole the whole presentation came back and announced that we were gonna to talk to well, listen to some photographers that had used the phone. Hmm. That went on for about half an hour to forty five minutes. Ruddy hell. And then um you had Henry Cavill come on stage and then he was talking for about 10-15 minutes and did I think he, he mentioned to...
2: that his brother used to have a piece he did not like really?
3: I was really I was waiting for the shout out but yeah. it didn't come and I think um, there were some auto queue issues as well so he's kind of standing there he was telling everyone how much he enjoyed the phone and then he's just standing there in silence for a few seconds <laughs> you can stand there while he silence. was waiting for the auto queue to scroll up <laughs> Christina did a proper
2: <laughs> I <laughs> swear. yeah sweet. <laughs> Uh, Christina, would you... Henry Cavill over uh, uh, Elon Musk? Oh, no, Elon Musk. Elon Musk all the way. Yeah. Interesting. I've never
1: heard this angle of, of Elon Musk before. Is, he a, oh, is Chris, he a hunk? Christina's a big fan of Elon uh, Musk. Yeah. This is That's really, a whole other podcast. I couldn't love
2: him more. Does anybody else think... So, so the name of the product is the letter P and the numeral 9, mm-hmm. which makes sense written down, but we've been saying P9 a lot in this conversation. <laughs> and it just I was sounds, wondering who would
1: bring this up. <laughs>
2: of course right. it's Matt. <laughs> okay, good. We've covered the subject. Let's go around the room. Uh, Huawei P9 launch. Hua, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or Hua, whoa, hey. Christina.
4: Huawei. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was quite <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Technically, the question was Hua, whoa, hey, Or Hua, whoa, whoa, But we'll go with that.
3: Louis,
1: me... <laughs> Hua, whoa, <hey. laughs> I, I'm also Hua, whoa, hey. <laughs> I have oh, one whoa, question hey. left, actually, which is what's Shoot. the battery life like? Uh, a 3000 3,
3: milliamp uh, battery in the P9, which the company claims will last uh, 1.2 days with with hardcore usage or one and a half days with just normal usage. I mean, well, you whether that's hardcore usage it? anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's it disgraceful sort of behavior. It's hardcore usage. But yeah, no, it's like kind of like. It sounds pretty good. It sounds good. Whether it sounds. It is or not. Wahey. Wahey. Right,
2: we're back in two minutes. <laughs> David Price. Beep, beep, beep. Beep beep. <laughs> beep, 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 <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> I am sending you a secret message, but why this week of all weeks? What's
1: up with WhatsApp? I'll, t- I'll tell you that in a minute. I want to know what that message was. Right, was Can secret. you decode it? You've got, to,
2: you've got to de-encrypt it. I don't. I'm worried yeah, now.
1: This week uh, is actually very significant in the world of uh, encryption because WhatsApp has rolled out encryption, end-to-end encryption, for all of its users. And that is a cool billion people, (gasps) which is, I think you don't need me to say, very significant.
2: It's a lot of people.
1: It is. Um, WhatsApp is sort of known as being um, a pro-encryption company, a pro-privacy company.
2: Well, it came from, I believe, it came from Eastern Europe. Well,
1: one of of the founders is Ukrainian, um, Jan Koum probably not saying that uh, right but obviously he knows uh, a thing or two about intrusive governmental surveillance growing up in ukraine sure uh, came, over, came over to america and worked for yahoo and, and started the company from from there uh, and they rolled out um a form of end to end encryption back in 2014 which only applied to their <coughs> android their android users and only for voice messages right. no not voice messages normal messages it didn't apply to um pictures and videos and things like that but now they've they've done they've gone the full uh the full nine yards, and so now everybody that uses it, if they update to the latest version will have um full end to end encryption with uh forward secrecy, which is also significant so
2: uh I mean I didn't actually update anything. I presume that means I was on the most recent version of whatsapp yes uh, and I just started getting these messages that said interestingly, a conversation by conversation. My messages to my wife went first and then the family message. I don't know if there's any significance in that. But telling me that uh, that it was now end to end encryption. So, yes. in the past, what's happened is what the central store of information has been encrypted.
1: Yeah, exactly. It
4: was like. like they didn't partially so it would have yeah. been
1: encrypted to the servers. Right. Um, but the point is that if somebody obtained a white app order and demanded that WhatsApp give up the information, then they could have done because right, they yeah. have access to it. But um, the system, the end to end system, is that um, when you send a message, your phone contacts the uh, WhatsApp servers and requests an encryption key. And this will be a unique encryption key for each message because that's what's meant by forward secrecy. Then it will send the encryption key back to you. Your phone will use that encryption key to encrypt it, send it now encrypted, now gobbledygook to WhatsApp then on to your recipient. Okay, so WhatsApp recipients. itself
2: cannot decipher the message. Right. the point. Um, so in an Apple versus FBI style situation.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny you should mention Apple because um, <laughs> it's odd that I haven't been talking about Apple so far. <coughs> the obvious comparison point for this is iMessage. And yep. iMessage also has end-to-end encryption, um, which is um, very nearly as good, but not quite, because with um, WhatsApp's um, end-to-end encryption, you can verify... Your encryption key. This is just a small um, additional feature, but when you're looking at your message, you you request the uh, the verification key. It shows you a QR code and um, uh, an alphanumeric code, and you can show or send either of those to the person you're speaking to, and they can compare it to what they're using. They can just scan the QR code, and it will say, "Yes, this is the right code. This is the code that's been used here." Yeah. Um, under iMessage, what? Apple could in theory do, this is sort of a backdoor that they could use if there was a wiretap and they uh, agreed to it, is that they could um, they could send you a bogus encryption key. They could send you the correct encryption key and an extra encryption key that the FBI, for example, would be given access to. Right. Um, and even though nobody is suggesting that Apple would do that, yep. there is in, in principle a backdoor that you in, couldn't stop. In fact, evidence, stop.
2: recent evidence would suggest that they absolutely wouldn't absolutely do that. Absolutely yeah. um, Okay, that's interesting. And then are there any other... Uh, I was trying to think when I first started using WhatsApp. Viber was the big rival, and that seems to disappear some. Hold up!
5: What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh! Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com
0: my business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments then tap to pay on iphone and stripe came along and changed everything with tap to pay on iphone and stripe i streamlined my payment process effortlessly now i can accept in-person contactless payments right from my iphone Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
4: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Yeah, it's Telegram, isn't it? Telegram is encrypted.
2: And and how does this relate to things like BBM or, um, you know, uh, messenger within uh, google docs and things like that because i don't think
1: i don't think those are encrypted there are I, I, other...
2: I suspect they're absolutely not encrypted That's yeah
1: there, there are other encrypted options um and a lot of people have said that this is a really bad thing because it will allow um terrorists for example to communicate i hate those terrorists they they're i'm starting to think that they're not good people uh, <laughs> maybe the... we should
2: just give them a different name
1: yeah, maybe. Um, or freedom fighters or something. Well, no, just
2: like funnists or something. All right, like that. <laughs> that's nice.
1: Um, well, I'm now actually going to have to talk about terrorism and you've ruined it, so okay. it's, let's get serious. Okay. In the Paris mm. attacks, um, it has been claimed that the uh, the attackers used encrypted data to organise their attack. And they've not said specifically that this was WhatsApp, although it certainly could have been because this was after they um, implemented this it is, this
2: but this is, this is politics creeping into tech as well, though, isn't it? Because yeah, we had know. this with the London riots, that all of a sudden BBM was a target. And yeah. essentially what happened there was that, as always happens, law enforcement and politics were behind tech and almost scapegoating the technology by which people yeah. spoke. I mean, his- Absolutely. historically... People have ma- terrorists, funnists, have managed to uh, get together and plot their evil plans. Yeah, you know, regardless of of what technology. Yeah, if you watch if you watch the Wire, it all yeah. looks really out of date Burn now. Phones. But of
1: course, yeah, they get the burner phones and then yeah. they get the taps on those and they use something else and yeah. they'll find the way around it. Um, I, I I find that we are very inured now to the idea of surveillance uh, in a in a technology context. So I, I think of it in in non tech sort of analogies and I think well if we um, if somebody started using a uh, sophisticated code in their letters you know their paper letters that they sent to people and then the government said well I don't think you should be allowed to exactly. write in code because what if I need to look at it in case you're doing something illegal then we'd tell them to terrorism I think, terrorism. I think <laughs> that might that might be the way for okay. something there.
2: so in other encryption news the big political story this week is the so-called Panama Papers David what's happened there?
1: Well, this is the, uh, This is well. Firstly, it's a tax story. Uh, so, wake up. It's all right. It's uh, it is an interesting tax story because <laughs> um, it affects many of the most powerful. In fact, pretty much all the most powerful and rich people in the world.
2: Uh, I think. I think you'll find my name in there, David. Price. Well, we haven't we haven't <laughs>
1: completely looked through it yet, so it might still be in there. How did we find this information?
2: How did this information come to life? Well, that's
1: the critical thing. So, um, it's uh, a Panamanian law firm called uh, Mossack Fonseca and they have been giving uh, legal advice to wealthy people around the world for many years they've had a data breach and they've now said that it was a hack Um, that hasn't been confirmed I mean I suspect there may be an element of um, human involvement either uh, somebody on the inside has thought that this is not really moral and they've Chosen to get it out there, like Snowden did, Mm -hmm. or I mean, maybe it's just human error. Somebody's uh, messed up, but the information has got out there and it's been leaked to um, many, many media outlets around the world. But to actually make the most of this data stockpile, they've had to use um, big data analytics software because. Without it, it would be impossible to make... Just so big, so, of so it. much vast information. Yeah, there's, there's more than 11 million documents, uh, more than two terabytes of data. Yeah. Um, and this is actually... I find this really exciting because this is a form of journalism that exists now and is fantastic for investigative work. Well, it make a good slideshow as well. <laughs> it would make really good snackable <laughs> content. Um, but wouldn't have been possible several years ago? Um, because this brings um, investigative assignments within the reach I mean, that in the past would have been monumental in scope mm. and would have been almost impossible and now it brings within the scope of small teams which is really quite nicely timed as all the newspapers around the world are coming under the cosh and slashing their um reporter departments mm. um, but this yeah so this is this um this data has revealed that um many many influential and rich people have been employing offshore um tax avoiding yep. funds no, there isn't an implication that this is illegal Immoral, this is just uh, perhaps if not legal. It, it is yeah. and
2: and so just to bring it back to the whatsapp encryption story um would encryption have allowed our elite overlords to stuff us in secret this way or is i suppose what we're saying here is that somewhere on the chain human error has allowed for yeah. this information to come out but well, if, that's exactly if, it yeah if it was all shared on whatsapp yeah the, the, that area wouldn't have been possible that'd be okay but then um, whatsapp is owned by facebook right that does worry me a little bit yeah. yeah they've they've
1: made a big thing about how um facebook is sort of leaving them alone that they're happy for this to happen and i get the impression that facebook would quite like having this um almost like a vanity project that they've got this smaller department still very big but a smaller department that I, is doing this good stuff
2: i think it's a bit more than that though because if you look at what's happening in the far east you mentioned qr codes earlier and you know five years ago qr codes were going to be huge in the west and it just didn't happen but if you look at the way people are transacting in say japan right now things like what things that recognizably look like whatsapp are the main medium of contact between a business and a customer including transacting so people are buying stuff over messenger and the fact the very fact that it is encrypted and it's peer-to-peer but it is also one-to-many um is making it it's just kind of in, in, in much more than the open internet is how people are making purchases and dealing with companies and facebook's pretty smart recognizes this doesn't quite know how it's going to work out but understands that it needs a better messenger tool than facebook messenger tool mm. or at least another messenger tool as well as facebook messenger tool mm. to be in that market if as expected it becomes the principal way that we all interact with um Businesses over yeah. the next few years.
1: Well, Facebook has an interesting attitude to privacy. It does. Um, you still feel like it would it would be happy to protect your privacy from law enforcement. Yeah, but it wants you to share It, all it your wants data to be able with with to to, to get you and, to buy stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. it wants exactly. to be able to sell your data to anonymously to yeah. a company, yeah. um, which is which is becomes a very interesting middle ground. It's kind of like Google's business now, which we all benefit from, which is we know lots and lots of bits of data about literally millions of people. We don't know who those people are. We're not interested in who they are. But we're interested in selling advertising to those people. Not us personally. Horrible people within our company. (laughs) Okay, so uh, finishing off our discussion of WhatsApp and encryption, let's go around the room. Uh, WhatsApp encryption. What's up, Doc? Or what's up with that? Christina.
4: What's up, Doc? Lewis.
2: (laughs) What's up, Doc? David Price. Um
1: we all do the same thing for all of these things now. What's up, doc?
2: Yeah, I agree. Well, you like, can have, if positive. you want you, you can have a go at what's up with that if you want. Yeah, what's get... up with that? <laughs> was like, that was really good. It's more fun it to racist face, but it. it's the, <laughs> uh, negative. Okay, moving on from our racist faces, we'll take a short break and then we'll be back in a sec. Christina Mercer La And Wi-Fi. So, <laughs> the end is nigh for Wi-Fi. We're about to say hi to li Why? Well,
4: <laughs> well I don't know how to follow that. Um, yes, Li-Fi uh internet through led light bulbs is a thing and it's well apparently 100 times faster than wi-fi uh they test they've tested it in dubai Wi <laughs> fi in dubai-fi and <laughs> no wi-fi but li-fi yeah. in dubai yeah mm-hmm. um and the uh, 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 a telecommunications company called uh do, or maybe d u i don't know um, anyway and uh, they tested it and they say they can uh, stream audio uh video and essentially what we recognize as internet through LED light bulbs so the benefit of li-fi is speed essentially yeah it's 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 a lot faster that i mean there are quite a lot of disadvantages to it but i'm actually very pro li-fi but uh it's so you're not going to tell us what the disadvantage is? No, I'm going to keep that to myself. No, the disadvantage <laughs> is, basically, obviously, you have to have the light on if you want to use Li-Fi. Okay. Like, Which, a normal,
1: like a full beam light bulb? Yeah, an,
4: just yeah. an LED light bulb. and, yeah. and but So to so use it, you have to have the lights on. So if you wanted to use it during the day, that's it's not really that good. So the idea of connectivity also creating light
2: mm. would suggest, at least from, from layman's terms, that it draws more power, but... As I understand it, that's not proven or it's not in the public domain.
4: Yeah, I think there's not enough usage of Li Fi for it to be to be known really. But we do know that if you were to have it in your home, for example, you'd have to have an enabled light bulb essentially in every room, unless you just wanted to use like Li Fi in one room.
2: So Li Fi doesn't talk to Wi Fi then. So you can't have a network and then um, just boost a bit of it with Li Fi? No, I
4: don't think so. I think you'd maybe have to during the day maybe you'd use Wi-Fi, and then if you wanted to do something like stream something quite fast or, sure. or download it, maybe use li- Li-Fi. But um, what it could be used for, which is quite good, is maybe street lights. So if you were you were, for example, you were needed directions, you were lost, or you don't have any data on your phone, you sure. could go stand under a street light.
0: Stridland. yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> and then you could get you could you know use the internet from there sure um
2: so. because that, that in and of itself in lots of parts of the world especially uh parts of the world where they have the same sort of infrastructure as we have here um connectivity is likely to become put uh, to become available to people more through the air than than through wires and sort yeah. of things like this where you could be, Light is needed anyway, but you could also bounce a, a connectivity signal off it. It's mm. quite interesting, I suppose. How
4: close are we to this being an actual thing? Uh, in terms of sort of a general rollout, I'm not sure we're that close, to be honest. I mean, Dubai, Dubai's the first, do uh, well, DU or do it from Dubai's the first. Uh, company to actually test it in, but they tested it in the public. It actually, works. yeah, like a real life situation. But there, there is a, a company called Pure Li-Fi that has uh, a couple of products: one, a, a ceiling light, yeah. and also a sort of a desk light.
2: So you could you could buy that product and in your home, for instance, uh, have a faster signal to one yeah. out of your
4: house. Well, I mean, one of the things that it could be useful is the Internet of Things because it is so fast, but it's also really short range, so it's quite secure, right. Um, and that's quite a, a big thing so that speaks to uh,
2: the sort of broader conversation I want to have really which is you know asking the other guys connectivity in general you know where do you think we are these days? Does it feel okay or you know what are the limitations? Do you feel like your home broadband is sufficient but are there things that you would like to do in the future that you can't do right now because of connectivity?
1: Um, my, well my home broadband is terrible and I've just um I've just installed. One of those uh, extenders, and I, I thought it into the Wi-Fi, David. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought it had fixed all my woes. Yeah. Um, and then
2: I went on Amazon
1: Prime Video, and it's worse than yeah, before. You see that's the
2: thing, isn't it? It's streaming media. Yeah. Lewis, mm. you strike me as someone who, you know, you're a gamer. Yeah, you, you must require a robust connection to do yeah. the stuff you do. Opt- I mean, to when I when I'm gaming,
3: <laughs> I require my uh, you know my land connection because yeah. the Wi-Fi just isn't there. Even yeah. with, I mean, with things like the PlayStation Four, they've only got. 2.4 gigahertz wi-fi available um so it's very slow and it's pretty crap so you need the cable um so i think the the you know the the main thing that we need to work on is wi-fi speed and, you know five gigahertz wi-fi is fast but the range is a bit crap yeah um so we need some kind of hybrid system where you've got the reliability of the 2.4 gigahertz channel and you know the speed and and, and you know of the five gigahertz channel mm-hmm. i think that's what we're all working towards but then you have the other issue of compatibility with yep. products mm-hmm. Because that's when you start getting a massive headache. Like with LiFi, fi fi you know, you could buy yourself a LiFi fi bulb, but you couldn't use it with any of your phones, your yeah. existing phones, because they don't have the tech built in.
2: So, yeah, because the idea of a, a short-range peer-to-peer uh, connection that's really fast yeah, sounds great, but yeah. as you say, it wouldn't be practically useful. Sorry, Christine. I was no, I was,
4: you say that with phones, but um, Apple in the, uh, no, was it, iOS 9, in the source code, There's it says Li-Fi capabilities. Ooh. So it could... David's the, interested, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, it could, it, uh, you know, they're obviously maybe recognizing it as a technology that they're going to go towards, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, how much? I mean, all it said literally was life i capabilities. I wonder
2: whether that's a bit of a future proofing thing as well. I mean, mm. David, you probably know more about this than anybody else, but other lots of things in the source code, just Wait. in case. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's one of
1: those. Things people comb through it and they find stuff and then it mm. becomes a rumor. It, yes, but by no means does it always.
2: So a bit, a bit like we said, uh, we've said in the past about the way they uh, they kind of do the the canaries in the mine uh, to do with security. So they'll say something uh, like in in the T's and C's like we will not give your information to a government agency on the basis that if that disappears, you know that they might be forced to do that. In the same way, you might if Life I ever disappears from the source code, that's probably significant. Mm-hmm. If it's there, that probably just means. Apple is aware of it uh, and th- thinks if it becomes a big thing in the future, they want to be prepared, but that's it, basically.
1: Is there any... And I'm coming to this as a, a total neophyte. Um, is is there any sort of health implication for this? It, it,
4: this is like a strobing light, well, but just... No, because it, it, um, the way that the light bulb works, it's like dipped and dimmed so fast that you can't see it with the, the human eye. So it just looks ooh. like a normal light bulb. But it's that dipping it's and dimming easy. which... Sort of creates um, binary code. Yes. Uh, That'll
2: be interesting. I, I guarantee you, there was somebody who says that makes the move. whether, yeah, whether or not it does. I, mean, I didn't There's still think about people that. who say that the Wi-Fi frequencies make the most. So, yeah. yeah,
4: but but the Wi-Fi Alliance have come back. I mean, I don't know if it was in direct, sort of like, hey, don't don't get carried away with this Li-Fi. We've got other <laughs> stuff that, that's good. So they've got <laughs> Di-Fi. <and time laughs> yeah. Well, they've got they created Wi-Fi Halo, which but it's spelled halo. Just annoying um, and be- they normal Halo spelled hat low
3: two words no,
4: Hi-pen. yeah, but um, um, so, and that's meant to be specifically for the internet of things right as well, because so, obviously one of the things that Li Fi has over wi fi is that it, it is sort of tailored towards a lot more fast fast sort of data transmitting and what you connected to more devices because it is so fast and it's short range so it is securer. Uh, Securo yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. <laughs> and um, so <laughs> they've come back with that and um, interesting so sort of maybe
2: a watch this space I guess Yeah. so uh, uh, given that uh, in depth and very discussion on Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi let's go around the room uh, high five to Wi-Fi or bye bye to Wi-Fi Christina Mercer uh,
4: high five to Wi-Fi no I changed my mind <laughs> the other one a woman's prerogative <laughs> So you're saying bye bye to Wi Fi? Yeah, I that's think. what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you've changed in the space of no, time. no. Hi- what, I think she intended
2: to, to say bye bye to Wi Fi. Yeah, I did. High five to Wi Fi. Yeah. But the the question um, we'll is, high five
3: to Wi Fi or bye bye to Wi Fi? Lewis I'm going high five to Wi Fi. I love my Wi Fi.
1: I pleadingly I've caught come up with a new one, which is I think that I think that Wi Fi is sci Fi.
2: Wow. Oh, so really. you're saying high five to Wi Fi? Uh, Essentially. Yeah. Is yeah. Sure. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Watch your space. Life fi sounds interesting, but we're I guess we're saying not just yet. Mm. Thank you, everybody, and thank you to listening to this edition of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Do get in touch to let us know your thoughts and opinions and to shake us down for cash you can tweet us at UKTechPodcast or email editor at idg.co.uk. But put podcast in the subject line or we won't know what you're talking about and we'll just ignore your email. <laughs> we'll be back next week with more informed opinion on the hottest topics in tech courtesy of our good friends Audio Technica. Do find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and don't forget to subscribe. Uh, don't forget to uh, give us a review uh, and tell your friends. Until then, say goodbye guys.